Hi, and welcome to From Monsters to Men. My name's Alex Edwards, and this is the podcast where no one can hear you scream. Today I'm interviewing Josh Hart. Um, known him for a couple of years, and he's actually a creative partner of mine. We're working together on a couple of projects. Uh, in the episode, we talk about Epstein, the wage gap, drugs, BDSM relationships, and the recent Netflix controversy with Avatar The Last Airbender and their creators. We also go into some potential rewrites that Josh and I would like to see in, this, in the series, and some things we think they did wrong. I Granted, it's a great masterpiece, but nothing's perfect. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode, and please tweet me at, uh, at Squeak Reel if you want to f- see any episodes, bring any other people on, or anything like that. I also take um, audio requests from through Anchor. You guys can actually record audio and send it to me, and I can include it in an episode where I can we can do a literal Q and A session. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Um, episodes about an hour and a half long. Let me know what you guys think, and enjoy, hope you guys enjoy. Bye. Okay, and now we're live. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Ah, uh, you know, same old, same old. What about you? Um, fine. This is <laughs> this is kind of awkward. Um, how long have we known each other? What's it, about four years now since college. Yeah. It's weird. It has been four years. Yeah. Can you believe that? I, I can, that's the way time to Oh yeah, works. very, very nice. You know, just insult me to my core. I love this, I love our chats. Yes, that is the dynamic. You are a little bit masochistic at times. And you're a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> no, I make them. Yeah, I make them moan. That's all difference. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, have uh, you heard about the Gillen Maxwell case? The what? The Gillen Maxwell case. No, what is that? Oh, so basically, alleged... We're finance- just jumping straight in. Of course. You know, uh, basically, uh, financier Jeffrey Epstein has been has been was arrested for procuring minors, but then he was killed. Yeah, the island thing. Yeah, but then he was he supposedly committed suicide in prison because uh, three okay. of the because three of the guys were apparently asleep, which is absolutely ridiculous. He, it's clearly obvious he had evidence on multiple people, okay. and he was murdered because of that evidence. So you're saying this guy got assassinated? Yes. How does this relate to this Gielin guy? Oh, Gielin Maxwell. It was his alleged girlfriend at the time, and was his oh, madame. Oh, it's a woman? Yeah. Oh, it was, his it was a dude. No, it's a, it's a woman. She was a madame. She's the one who procured the underage girls for him. Okay. Yeah. And now she's fake. Do you think that's a big market? I don't want um, to know. I don't want to know, my man. No, like... Like, because pedophiles exist, right? Like, we know that. Hmm. But do you think, like, the market for people who are willing to fuck kids... That's like a big thing, or is like what do you think is bigger, the market for prostitutes or the market for uh, girls being fucked? To be honest with you, my man, I don't think it's right for me to uh, say on the subject. Mostly because you know it's just a bit disturbing. Yeah, know? no, it's it's horrible as fuck to do this shit. But like, I'm just curious because like, if there are like more and more, if the number that we estimate that people who are willing to fuck kids or like fucking kids is bigger than it is. Then that means like we need to roll out some shit about psycho, like fund psychologists more. We need to be able to like get people. Yeah, there needs to be more research onto there this. Needs so to be like more prison sentences yeah, in my that opinion. Way, <laughs> well, that too, but like we need to make sure that if there's more research into this, we can take steps to actually mitigate things so that kids don't get fucked. Oh, okay, yeah, true. I mean, to be honest, did you hear about the newest news through Jeffrey Epstein? No, what happened? 
Apparently, during the 90s, Jeffrey Epstein procured a 14-year-old girl for Trump. Okay. And he went up to Trump and he asked, uh, will this one do? And Trump nodded at Epstein. Okay, where are you getting this from? Hmm? No, this was a news article released by The Independent yesterday. Okay, and what were their sources? Because, hmm? like, like, as far as I know, this is, like, um, the island, as far as I know it, it's, like, an island where pr- news and press weren't allowed on there. And he owned the entire island, and that's how he had the dungeon and all of that. So, like, hmm. what is this? Who are, is their source there? I have no idea, but I do know who's definitely in on it. Who's definitely in on it? Bill Clinton, for one, because he's been on his flight logs numerous times. Donald Trump, definitely. Hillary, I think she knows somewhat. She knows her husband has been cheating on her, but I don't think she knew it was this far. He, granted, she did try to have... Well, she definitely knew her husband was cheating on her. Everybody yeah. knows yeah, that. Yeah, everyone. But it's like, I got... Because, like, just because you go to a pl- Like, if I go to Amsterdam, does that mean I smoke weed? Yes, you should. I mean, you should smoke weed No, no, in but, Amsterdam. like, I've been to Amsterdam before, but I haven't smoked weed there. That just seems like a waste of a trip to me, Alex. Well, it's actually... Qu- it's actually just, like, a beautiful city to go to. I know, but don't you want to experience the culture, which is... Stoner is culture. weed part of the culture or is that a subculture? Yeah, it probably a subculture. I mean, you get people. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, there might be a culture on Epstein's Island and it just so happens that the subculture of it is fucking kids. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. To be it honest. is disgusting. <laughs> to be fair, do you think Gillian Maxwell will be murdered? The, the madame? Yeah, apparently she, she even said that, oh, Jeffrey Epstein, I definitely think he was murdered. And now I think they're coming for me. That's why they keep her in isolation at all times. Oh, shit. And it's why, it, it, it's actually disgusting, apparently a New York article has been saying that she's getting other prisoners from the cell to clean the inside of her cell, which is an entire floor by herself. Why are we treating this woman with any respect after what she has done? She doesn't deserve a wrong woman, she deserves well, a three foot cubicle. Wait, hold on, hold on. She got, she's got a floor to herself for security? Yeah. And how is she getting people to clean her cell? Oh, basically, she's using her bulkhead money. Money. She has she has multiple bank accounts. She's paying these people. Yeah. Then that's her business. I know it is her business, but still, she shouldn't have the right to spend her money in prison. It's a prison. Is she convicted of a crime? Yes, she's yes. Of the kid fucking. Yeah, she got arrested. She was a part of it as well. She was actually in an orgies with Prince Andrew. The FBI arrested her last month. Oh, okay. I didn't are know. You, are you not very familiar with the Prince Andrew scandal? No. Oh, okay. So Jeffrey Epstein hmm? apparently procured a 17-year-old girl by the name of Virginia Roberts, I believe her name is, when she was 17. And Prince Andrew fucked her. Now, there's been also... Wait, which one's Prince Andrew? Uh, the one that kind of looks like a wrinkled old thumb. That's all of them. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> is uh, Prince Andrew the Queen's kid? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he is. Is the he the one kid. that married Diana? No, that was Prince Charles. It was the other one. Oh, his brother. Yeah. He is, he, yeah, but he's also been said to be in multiple orgies of underage girls and is avoiding FBI, you know, FBI. Well, who's, who's saying this? Multiple news sources, my man. I can. Well, look. but, like, where are they? Like, are they getting it from. Honestly, a lot of the time I, I'm very critical of the news because. There's, like, genuine journalism is respectful and genuine journalism is worthwhile doing. But a lot of these places, they just, 
they don't do their due diligence and sometimes they're going like oh we've got to rush to put out the story before anyone else does and it doesn't help that so like when newspapers first came out Mm. there was a print every morning Mm. and you had to get it out ready for print so if it was not done by this deadline it goes on the next days. So what you're saying is they could easily be lying about some of these things. They could just piling on. Yeah, they could just be doing hearsay or doing an opinion piece. Mm. Whereas, like, uh, and the thing is, like, there's active retract. There's active things that go on. It's like, oh, people get, like, uh, you know, rape allegations, right? Yes. Rape allegations come out. Yet, um, let's say they get a hundred thousand views. The retraction of that may only get thirty thousand. Yeah. So like people say, saying, oh. This guy did this. I think this happened with um, Jack Sparrow. Uh, what, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp. He uh, he got uh, accused, but then like by Amber got, Heard, yeah, by yeah, his wife. But then it, it it turned out to be bullshit. Yeah, she was and lying. Then, but the allegation is still out there. I think society in general. Okay, if you want to hear my opinion on it, I think us as society are on a verge. We will automatically believe uh, some of the female gender because of all the stuff that's been uh, that, that's been going yeah, on that recently is the preference. with the Me Too movement, and I believe that we won't ever ever go anywhere in society until we start treating each other like humans yeah. rather than just based on sexism. J- equal justice for everyone. Yeah, there was this uh, campaign thing in 2017. It was like um, they put forward the idea that um, uh, the way the gender pay gap exists now. So like the, there's some uh, misconceptions like uh, that men the misconception is that men and women working the same job next to each other get paid differently. That's not true. That's been illegal for uh, for decades. Um, there is it is true that that there's a gender pay gap, as in the sense that men tend to earn more than women on average, and that's like all men t- uh, taken into account and all women taken into account. And then their income taken into account, and then an average is uh, produced. That exists, mm. but o- what also exists is the fact that men and women go into different industries. That is true. Yeah. In which case, a wage gap in, on the basis of people choosing is fine. But then this campaign during the twenty seventeen, they push this phony number, which is like men and women get paid differently for the same job. That's bullshit. But not only did they say that, it's like our haircuts cost more, our lingerie costs more, our uh, you use, and I think they said in the actual campaign, you use uh, body lotion for on your face. I think that was a yeah, that was a line from it. And then they were like smashing up a car, yelling at people in a <laughs> campaign. I'll Sounds like a good date. Sounds like a good date night. <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying women need more money now. <laughs> it's like an equal is not enough anymore. We need more. Oh yeah, I, I mean there was that equality. You remember that? Yeah, there was an equality bake sale I've heard about. Where it was a pound fifty for men for a cupcake, but fifty pence for women. And no one went there. No, no, the women went there, but not barely any men. That's the thing. If you want to actually draw, if you actually want to raise awareness for your course, don't you know? Don't exclude people. Yeah. That's not there's, how you raise awareness. There's, there's a coffee shop that opened and tried to stay open. But they charged more men, men more than women, and they went out of business no for wonder. a couple of months. And it's not that's not a very good idea to run a business. No, it's like, hey, we're going to be actively sexist. Yeah, and here's the thing: sexism is we got in the female culture is regarded as just uh, against women. Yeah, no, sexism in the female culture is just feminism. 
Yeah. And that's the that's that's how it is portrayed in nowadays. We need a new word for it. You really do. Because feminine so like the definition of feminism is like the the appro- the uh, pursuit of making uh, things equal between the sexes. Let me see. Having equal opportunity between the sexes. And but the, has the word fem in it. Yeah. Which is feminine. And then we've got um men's, Why can't it be MRAs, men's huh? Why can't it be unionism? Well we like you got the idea of egalitarianism or humanism, which is okay. like hu- all humans are treated equal or everyone is treated in an egalitarian way. I mean way, isn't that what equal. we strive to aim for? It is, but the thing is anything to an extreme is done badly. Yeah, it's true. Like if you eat only eggs every morning or every, every, for every meal you end up being flatulent. If you eat only vegetables, no bread, no anything, you end up having malnourishment of the other pro- of the other stuff that you actually do need. I do keep it balanced. Yeah, the ve- I can tell already. Vegans are gonna hate this episode. Oh my god, you, can- you know what? I've been thinking about becoming a vegan for a month. Ri- for a month. Yeah. That's kind of like intermittent fasting. No, yeah, that, kind that of. Is, yeah, it's like going on a fast. Yeah, I just really want to see what it's like. I'm also growing my hair out for... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I'm waiting two years because I'm growing out my hair to donate it to cancer patients. See, I did the opposite. I shaved my hair for Macmillan. What's Macmillan? It's a cancer research thing. Oh, is that why you did that? Yeah, I was... So I was... I, I went around my group chats and I was saying like, Hey, guys, do you want to like uh, do a thing where when we go to a uh, school... And we come back, we go run it through the school. We'll shave our beards, we shave our hair, our hair because after Corona, we couldn't get a we couldn't get a haircut before because they were all closed. And then we get get it done all at once. And then we donate the money that we would put forward the haircut. How do you make money for the haircut? You hire hairdressers, but you pay them per hour. So if you have two people, they donate ten to fifteen pounds each, mm-hmm. and they shave their head. And that hairdresser is twenty. Uh, does twenty an hour, but shaving at someone's head takes five minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. So you can get multiple people done. I wanted to do this, but then I did like some research with regard to people, and I tried to reach out to a charity, which was Mac- Macmillan, and I kn- I said, oh, they already have this campaign and stuff. Maybe I can be a part of it. I sent an email out, but I had I hadn't heard back by the time I had already done it, because when I talked to the people from a university. They were very much like, bro, we're all Asian, and like we're big on our beards. We're not doing that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm like, well, what about your hair? And then a, a friend of mine uh, who goes by Jesus—that's his tag name. Nice. He looks kind of like. Is his name Jesus? <laughs> no, he's a Jesus. He's a white guy. Oh, okay. I actually know multiple Jesuses. I've got Black Jesus, Mexican Jesus, and White Jesus. Man, it's weird. It's weird how you know. Jesus looks like a pasty old white guy who looks like he'd be selling soy milk in a farmer's market rather than a typical man of the Middle East. Well, th- well, that's the thing. Like Every culture changes what Jesus looks like. There's Indian Jesus, there's Mexican Jesus, there's black Jesus. There's all kinds of Jesuses. It's like Jesus is like... Um, a universal figure. Yeah, it's almost like he's a religious guy. <laughs> he's religious, but like... He's more in... of a pop culture figure than a religious figure nowadays. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. I remember that old film, Kevin Smith film, Dogma. Do you mean, remember the body Jesus? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind one of them in my room. Oh, uh, for the thumbnail, I'm either going to have my my head bald. Because um, on Discord, uh, my, I came on after I did it. And then I said, like, oh, look. It's like, hey, guys, what do you think? 
and the, like I was looking at it with the beard and everything. I thought like, oh, I look kind of like Kratos. So I thought like, oh, I'll, I'll get ahead of this and I'll like practice my Kratos voice. So I was like, Atreus, <laughs> boy. And oh, like, I could do a good Kratos, boy. Not bad. Thank you. I can also do a good uh, bridge version of Meliodas. You're not me, mum. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty good. Do you want to hear my Elizabeth? Elizabeth from? My bridge series of Seven Deadly Sins. I don't know that. Okay, well, I can do a voice spot on. Listen to it after this and you will understand. Anyone who watches Seven Deadly Sins abridged, you will just, understand this. Just do it. I'm Meliodas! You're my boyfriend! I, I do a good uh, Vegeta. It's like, Damn it, Kakarot! What the hell are you doing? Oh, gee, Vegeta, <laughs> you know, you're just a big old bitch when it comes down to it. Fight me right now! Uh, I'd, I'd rather fight <laughs> your wife. Honestly, and then... Um, Blue-haired dude gets killed. It's like, my baby boy! Yeah, oh my god, from TFS. I mm. love that. I actually... I've never watched Dragon Ball. I've watched the... I've watched TFS. TFS is amazing. Team Four It's Star. actually a good replacement for Dragon Ball. It's a... I think it's better. Really? Like, I prefer a bridge series. It's... Yeah, I guess it just... It makes it more funny or more streamlined. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, bro. I'm just getting comfortable. This... Your carpet is very you, comfortable. You want the... Chair? Yeah, actually, I will take that. Okay, Chair. Just, let me just grab the headphones and I'll reorientate the mic. No, it's alright, my bar. I'm fine like this. No, it's just that I want to make sure the audio gets picked up. You make a very good point. So just sit on me. My name is the Josh Man. No, just sit on me. My name is the J Man. Hello, J Man. Mr. J. I mean, don't, don't be weird. That's a toxic relationship. It, well, okay. It's not really. It is toxic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but not all aspects of it. Okay, fair enough. I like, mean, but, throwing your girlfriend out a window seems pretty toxic to me. Yeah, no, that's an extreme. But, like, um, Harley and, and Joker are in, like, a at least a dom-sub relationship. But they might be S&M as well. Yeah, I mean, Harley's become more of the don ever since her solo. Yeah, I think a part of that is to be, like, an empowered... It's like, I am an empowered woman. While, but at the same time, she's. I can tell the writers aren't into BDSM. Yeah, and the, the fact that they said oh, they overly sexualized Harley Quinn for the Suicide Squad 2016 movie. Yeah, I hope its sequel really. Uh, improves I hear the in sequel's that. coming out. I forgot yeah, that. it's not really a sequel. It's more like a, a soft reboot by James Gunn. Then no dead shot. They actually got Idris Elba to play a character, which he's rumored to be playing Bronze Tiger. If he's playing Bronze Tiger, that's a... going to be awesome. He trained with Batman. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I love Bronze... I love Bronze Tiger, but it's like... I prefer his Batman the Raven the Oh, is he? Yeah. Hmm. I think in the comics he is Spanish. No, in the comics... No, I, he's Dominican, I think. Oh, weird. Like, he's he's black, but he's Dominican. Well, I guess that brings like. up an interesting thing, though, because here's the thing. If you had made Bronze Tiger a white man... The news would have been all over that. The fan bases. But if but, you make him a black guy, then it's like... Yeah. They did that with Starfire and the Teen Titans. Yeah. And I'm like... Isn't that a bit... Uh, she's orange? Yeah, she's orange as well. So if anything, she should have been a Jersey Shore character. Yeah, an Essex but... girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like... There's that meme online where it's like... Um, the anime... It's got the anime... The manga? The anime... Mm. The TV show and then the Netflix adaptation. And the Netflix adaptation, it literally just had icons of people. Uh, one of them was black, and one of them had a rainbow shirt. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's kind of true. Like they're cha- like Terry McGinnis, they're changing the a guy who plays it. Hmm? Like the guy Terry McGinnis is white in the Is he though? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If we're being honest with you, if I'm being honest, uh, I've always he kind of seems more because it was animation when the Tame McGuinness first appeared. Mm. It, it, there could there was kind of a flux on his ethnicity. Uh, you could say like uh, it's kind of like Avatar: Last Airbender, but you can't actually tell. But you, they're ambiguous. Yeah, they're ambiguous. like me in real life. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I I don't think you could make Tame McGuinness black because then it just it wouldn't really make sense towards animators. But making him Japanese or Chinese with black hair, I could see that, and I wouldn't mind it as much. It's just it's for, not that I mind it. It's okay. Terry McGuinness, like, I can, I'll give you that, that he is racially ambiguous and it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I keep seeing it happening. Like, it seems oh, no, like every show, there's a, there's a gen, there's like equality acor- uh, according to uh, these executives is we do a, a race flip mm-hmm. or a uh, sexuality flip on some, on one of the characters. And to be fair, if that character. Mm-hmm was not that interesting in the source material if he didn't come back. What if she had actually... They got into a relationship and then, boom, your boyfriend's dead. So, like, she was protecting herself? Yes. That's how I always... That's how I always saw that. that. But then... That's kind of a bitch move. No, definitely. It's like, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be with you because I'm scared of losing you. Okay, I, I need a better way of saying that. To be fair, people haven't got a problem. Spider-Man did it in every single one of his movies. It's like, oh, I can't be with you, Mary Jane, because reasons. Because my enemies will come after you. Be- but then that's a dick move of Spider-Man. Because yeah. he's like, why am I leading you on? He basically is, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's like keeping her in reserve, Katara. Not Tobey Maguire. Holy shit, Katara was... Because uh, Katara cared about Aang and all of that. But he, she wouldn't commit to him to protect herself, and yeah. I understand that. But at the same time, the question has led uh, to Ang, where it's like, does she like me? And yeah. that's an internal torture. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. She, if I was her, I would have just gave him a flower explanation. Yeah, it's just like, I like you, but I'm scared of losing you. But you know what? I feel like that's what they should have done in the episode before the finale. And then the island players, but I feel like... Yeah, but then it would have taken away from the moment... Yeah, it would have. At the end of the episode where they do kiss. Hmm. Yeah, but again, that kiss kind of came out of nowhere for the context regarding it. What was the context? You know, that you know, the last time you had seen them to talk about their relationship, she was just, oh, Anne, I think I'm confused. Then he kisses her without a permission and then she backs away and goes I said I was confused not stupid then she runs and that's the last time they talk about a relationship then the fight series final comes along where Anne's gone missing he comes back and then they kiss at the very last scene that's just it's a left field for me it's like wow at least one conversation before this mm. would have helped the plot a late way more yeah like just say like just saying like just saying to her okay look I'm gonna defeat the fire lord but I need to tell you you know what would have been my preferred scene in the Ember Island episodes what? I was re-watching it this morning, and Anne goes to and Anne goes to Katawa. Oh, I blocked my chokehold off, and we're not even together. And it, I, if I was in... <laughs> oh shit, that's no, some no. ass. No, no, no. I, I may be misremembering it one, but if I was him, and I feel like this should make the story better, is if he fully told her, I blocked my, I, I couldn't, I lost my avatar state because no. I blocked because I couldn't risk. I don't think he lost it. Avatar, he did. Though. He did. I mean, he had to, but he had to kind of let go of her. 
to unlock his full potential. I remember this very clearly. Yes. And yeah. Basically, I feel like he should have told her. Like, during the episode before the final, he should have been like, look, I gave it up because I couldn't let you go, so I need to know. He does say that, though. No, I don't think she ever finds out. She, he does. I remember he tells her. When? It was during... Uh, she she mentions... Uh, like She asks how it went, and he says, oh, yeah, it's fine. But then he opens up to her later about it. It's like, I I couldn't let go. I couldn't let go of you. I don't remember that because I've been rewatching the entire third season and I know it doesn't come up. No, not once. I might be imagining it. It just feels like that's kind of a missed plot point there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that could have definitely made more sense towards the. Maybe it was cut out, or maybe Nickelodeon had it cut out. Maybe he talked to someone else about it. That's 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 yeah. That's a that's a that's kind of like the you know the Birkadale test. I think that's called the Birkadale. Basically, yeah. It's too. That's kind of. <laughs> They're talking about a girl even when she's not in the room. She should no, have just told uh, the her. the deal is you have two women who, talk, who are talking about a man even when he's not, not in the room. Not talking about a man. Talking yeah. about anything other than a male character oh, yeah. for other, for about five minutes. I hate it when stories do that in general, to be fair. I, like, a girl doesn't need to constantly obsess over one guy unless that's her yeah. personality. Yeah, but the th- I understand that. But then the question comes along is like, if you have two female characters talking about something that isn't a man during those five minutes, you could artificially beat that by just have them talking about another female character yeah. or talk about some, uh, or talk about something else. But like the, as you increase the number of female characters who are main characters, the probability of you passing that increases. True. So like if if the main character Aang is the uh, is the guy you talk about, then it's the prerogative of the screenwriters to portray, uh, that any dialogue that happens can pushes the plot forward. And if the main character is a guy, then that means that in pushing the plot forward, you have to talk about a male character. Um, no, I a hundred percent agree. But honestly, there are a couple of things during. I mean, if you think about, it, have you ever seen the comedy show Community? Uh, yeah. That definitely fouls the Beckerdale test multiple occasions because it always somehow ends up back to Jeff, even when Britta and Annie hang out. Like, it's ridiculous how them two always constantly fight over Jeff for the past six seasons. Even Shirley has a thing for Jeff. It just feels like every single time one of them is off screen, it's usually just them getting over their feelings for Jeff together. And that kind of, that for me, that's... Oh, um, Annie's got the whole thing where she's trying to... Like Annie's not into Jeff at, at the beginning. No, no, they get into they they start getting in together after season one, like massively. Yeah. Then they fully fall in love, and I understand that. Annie and Jeff. Yeah. Like he is fully I, in love with her. I never she... watched the end episode. Like, who does he end up with? No one. Okay. Basically, he admits to himself in the final episode that he's in love with Annie. Oh fuck! And season five, he admits it to himself. But she goes off towards her FBI internship. Yeah, and he lets her go, and it, and it just goes to show that legit all of the women on this show were used to teach Jeff Winner a lesson. Well, he is kind of the main character. Yeah, I understand that, but like, to be fair, I guess the couldn't the the thing about Britta is that she needs to be more of a grown up because she was in her late twenties. So I guess her constantly relying on a relationship from another man made her more childish, and Annie was more the independent one of them both anyway. 
But my biggest spoiler community when it comes to why it's female characters and how it writes them is that during season five, all Annie and Britta did, all they ever did was bitch about each other. It was ridiculous. Like, the final seasons, it didn't feel like they were friends anymore. It felt like Annie just put up with her. And, yeah, it felt like Annie secretly had a disdain for Bill because of Jeff. And that's not a good way to write female characters. Uh, yeah. But in that situation, if you were a female character and you're going... For a male character, you would automatically disdain that person. Then why would like you let that live for your? Per why would you let That's that person live with you? In a because you're in the same friend group. Ah. Uh. Yeah, like imagine you're in a friend group, uh, and it's like guys do this too, girls do this too. There's typically nice girls and nice guys who do this to an extreme sense, but to a lesser sense, everybody does this. If you're into a girl, you automatically don't like their boyfriend or don't like their girlfriend. It's like, oh, no, okay. that's true. That's and but like that's not a healthy thing to do. Yeah, definitely. But it happens. It's like, it, it's part of envy and it's part of greed. But you kind of feel that way, even if they. Uh, and the only way to not do that is to know them fully, know them beyond the dynamic of that person's girlfriend, that person's boyfriend, to the point where just uh, as a rule for myself. If I'm friends with somebody and they're in a relationship, I will like heavily insist on meeting their partner. Ah, don't you aren't you afraid that comes off a bit creepy without context? What do you mean? I know, I don't know. It's just say you just is it people you're very good friends with or people you just meet. If I'm, um, that's the so question. No, as in it's like if I meet someone and I'm and I'm like, oh, this person's nice. That they seem uh, like we could be friends, and I find out. Like, let's say it's a girl, right? If I find out that she's got a boyfriend and she mentions it, and I'm like, oh, okay, bring him on. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, like, only do something with you because that's inappropriate. You know, I have to, like, out of respect for you because I'm now, like, friends with this person, I have to afford a certain amount of respect to the guy, even though I don't know him, because you, someone I respect respect this guy enough to go out with him. Oh, okay, yeah. Which means I have to afford him a certain amount of respect. Remember, ladies, if you don't respect a man, you shouldn't go with that man. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And it's, and it's to uh, to the point where, like, um, even if I don't uh, have feelings for the person, I will still do this. And even if I do have feelings for the person, I will still do this. Still do this. Because, like, I've been cheated on and I've been cheated with. I've been, like... Out of the cheating triangle, I've been everyone apart from the cheater. Oh. I don't want to finish that Pokemon set. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, I know how shitty it is to be both of those uh, people. You know so who... I don't want to do that to others. Sorry to cut you off. You know yeah, who no, I no. just realized would be the perfect Katawa? Who? Two people. The girl who played Moana. The voice actress? Yeah, she's actually Katawa's age. And two, Zendaya. Zendaya, Zendaya. Oh, um, from Step It Up and Shake It um, Off. Shake, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I like. I used to watch that show. Back she in was the day. with uh, Bella Thorne in that. Wasn't yeah, she? yeah, they're not friends anymore. I think they're not. Yeah, I think they they secretly despised each other for the entire show. I could be one. Well, that makes uh, okay. a lot of Disney stars do that. Miley Cyrus and her co-star played that Lily. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. They all end up hating each other. Even well, if you're around that age and no. forced to work with each other. Yeah, it's not even that. Even Selena Gomez is apparently rude to the co-spouse twins. 
Co's what? Co-spouse, you know, Zack and Cody. Yeah. Yeah, apparently she was, she always uh, thought she was better than them, apparently even on set. Were they on the same show? Yeah, Zack and Cody, she appeared in one episode. And then they had the sequel, then they had the crossover episodes and Rivers of the Waverly Place. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that kind of makes sense to the degree where, like, your shows are competing. Hmm. And especially if you're at that age, you're filled with hormones, and yeah, everybody's kind of toxic at that age. Yeah, it's true. Everyone, uh, when you get older, you become less toxic. Yeah. Or you just stay in that same toxicity. It's ridiculous. I, I have to keep asking my friends sometimes, just like, was I that stupid? Yes. Or like, did I do that dumb shit? Dude, you still scream out in the streets about your opinions. I love you to bits, but <laughs> that's hella taxing. I mean, uh, I mean, it's not that I scream on the streets. It's that like, I, I have a tendency to project, and oh, like, yeah. I was like, I was trained to project my voice naturally oh, okay. from a young age, so it's my natural tone. Oh, okay, you make a very good point. Then I apologize. No, it's not your fault. I feel like it's my fault for bringing it up. And, you yeah. don't have to. No, no, no. Hey, you know it's what I it's realized something about I have your to... shirt. Well, it's... It has a fish on it, yet the soda looks like a unfinished McDonald's logo. Ba-da-da-da-da. I fucked it up. <laughs> well, that wasn't where I was going with that at <laughs> okay, all. Okay, well, you're going to... No, we're not, we're not retconning this. We're keeping this in. Wait, we're hold on. Keep... What if... I da 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 da. I'm fucking it. <laughs> I fucked his mum. Is now your uh, catchphrase? No, that I never said that. <laughs> you just said that. No, I didn't. Let, we we gotta. Okay, we'll find out in an episode, guys. We'll find we'll find out on the playlist. Next back. episode, we're gonna play this back, and I'm gonna prove that I didn't say fucking mum. It doesn't matter because everyone knows my my catchphrase is rubber lubber okay, dub dub okay, or rubber lubber sub sub. What did you say? Oh. <laughs> huh? Da, 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 da. What did you say? I'm fucking it. <laughs> You're fucking it. Yeah. Uh, no, that was the. You said that after. What was the first time? Dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> we'll listen to the. We'll playback. listen to it later. But anyway, Zendaya as Katawa. How do you feel about that? Um. I don't think she has the range. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I didn't like her performance in the newest Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and I feel like they're just all like, like in in every single film I see her in, mm-hmm. like stunning, in, stunning actress, absolutely beautiful. But I've seen her in a kids show, and I've seen her in the Spider Man, where she's got, uh, even in the Greatest Showman, she's got a still face the yeah. entire time. Yeah, and Katawa has the it has got a lot of range. That's the thing. Yeah. I would okay in that case. I changed my mind to the voice actress for Moana. Her name. You're is realizing Beth- this is a live action, right? Yeah. So they have to physically show up. Oh yeah, I know. She, so she's still got to be a good body fit. No, no, she is. I'll show you. I, I looked this up. She's actually got a good singing voice. If they want to take it into a musical approach as well. Okay. Yeah. Also, she's around the same age. This is her. Her name is Auli Cravalho. I don't know how to pronounce Auli Cravalho. Okay. Yeah, she's from Hawaii. She's Hawaiian. You know who would... The girl from... Um... Oh, what is it? You know Anna Kendrick, the series of films that she's in where she's, uh, she plays an acapella singer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's I know, that, I know what's that, that film, Pitch called? Perfect. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. Uh, the girl who comes in on Pitch Perfect 2, uh, something Springfield... Uh, oh, Haley Seinfeld. Dude, 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 dude. I think she would be a good pr- for, for guitar. I don't think so. Why? 
Honestly, I think she, her, how do I say this nicely? I feel like you don't have to be nice. She, uh, okay, I feel like she is white, and I wouldn't like them to whitewash Katara at all. What? Yeah, she's white, dude. So, I mean, Katara is possibly Native American. Yeah. In the it, I would rather they get someone from that. Yeah, but then plus she looks too much like the girl who played Katara in, in Avatar: The Last Airbender. The M. Night Shyamalan disaster. I'm alright, thanks. I mean, I don't think... Well, surely, right, if you can change the race of a character to be black or Asian, right, you can also change the race of a character to be white. Yeah, but not in Avatar The Last Airbender for one reason and one reason only. Not my childhood! No, that's not the reason I was going to say. What? It's just one simple fact about the in-universe of Avatar Last Airbender. Okay. White people don't exist in their universe. Ah. Uh, that's it. That's why it doesn't work. Well, yeah, but neither do the original creators of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. In the Netflix universe, in the Netflix adap- live-action adaptation, the writers don't exist. Which means that the Netflix team has the full ability to take any compromises they would do. Well, you know what? You know what would make more sense if white people did exist in Avatar: Last Airbender. What? The Fire Nation, because they what? are the U.S. government, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, that just makes more sense than anything else. Than any other. I mean, the Fire Nation are supposed to be the Japanese. No, definitely they were. No. I mean, like, yeah, I get what you mean, but. I think one thing that ticks me off is the double standard. It's just like the idea that, oh, we can change a character to be black and you can't see. Oh shit. no, I agree with you. It is a double standard. It is stupid. But do you want yeah. to hear my opinion? What? I don't like it when they change any ethnicity. Like keep it the same. No, yeah, I believe in author's intention, but I do not mind it if they make that character somewhat more interesting. He wasn't that big a character anyway. I yeah. guess my biggest problem with it is main characters. Like, do you remember the CW show The Flash? Yeah. When they changed Wally West's ethnicity, that peed me off because... It wasn't just in The Flash. They, Wally West has been black in the... There's been a flip of Wally yeah, West and in the changed... New 52. They made him black. Yeah, and then they made it his cousin. <laughs> I No, it was... Uh, Wallace West. Yeah, they ended up making Wallace, it his cousin. Wallace West. Iris is West. Yeah. What? Although originally they were brother and sister. No, no. There was a scene in it. In the CW show, they are brother and sister, yes. No, no, no. In, I'm talking about the comics. Oh, okay. In the comics, Wally West was originally brother in, uh, with Iris West, who is white in the comics. But yeah, then nephew. made him the. Uh, but then um, Flashpoint ex- happened, and then the New 52, mm. which caused Wally West to be Iris West's cousin and black. Nephew. Yes, a nephew. He's uh, always been her nephew. Except in the CW show, it was her brother. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And then Wally West, redhead Wally West, came back. came back because he was running at the time and he was trapped in the Speed Force. Yeah, and then they retconned it to be so that they were cousins. Yeah, and then he, Barry was the only one who remembered him um, until like he runs into the Teen Titans and then they all remember him. It's ridiculous. And then he, Wally West is like de facto the fastest man alive, but all his kids have been erased from history. And all that has been erased from history, so he tries to travel back in time to it fix it, but then he ends up breaking the universe, and then he becomes Dr. Manhattan. Damn. Yeah. DC's getting way too convoluted. It, yeah. Uh, personally, personally, I just don't believe that anyone should, that they nope. should. I don't, to be fair, it pissed me off for the Wally West cast in VCR, but you can I tell you why? 
Right. It's fine to change a character's ethnicity after, say, Spider-Man. He, do, it's okay because Miles Morales, because we've had so many white Spider-Men over the years, and well, it's a, for, for me, it just depends how many times has this character well, been a white it's dude. It's not Peter Parker. The thing is that with Miles Morales, they did it well, where it's like Miles Morales is a different guy. Yeah. He's not Peter Parker. He's that's not what... his own person. Yeah, I know. That's... But changing a person's ethnicity and making it the same person. It's not making that person the own person. It's just changing the ethnicity. Yeah, I know. You're just you're just uh, virtuating and placating. Except comic book version of Miles Morales, which was literally just there to fill a placeholder for Peter Parker. He wasn't as interesting. He never had a. He never really had a good. He never had a different kind of personality. It was just kind of a a reaction, a reacting character. Well, in the comic, in the comic books, Miles Morales was in the Ultimate Universe, which yeah. is a lot darker. Sixteen ten. Yeah, sixteen ten, and it was just a lot darker. And he's he. There's a lot more drugs in it. There's a lot more. His uncle played a larger role. It's a lot less kid friendly. He got, ends up getting misused, mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, abused at certain cases, and he has to deal with his family. And it's a lot mm-hmm. grittier and it's more crime orientated, mm-hmm. and that's why his dad is actively against him. And Mutants. there's more, and there's more organized crime and everything. And it's a lot darker uh, character. But he's not the... Spider-Man. Yeah. I prefer the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, that's a lot lighter version. Yeah, I honestly think that if we invent Miles to be his own interesting character instead of just, you know, being a placeholder. Yeah. It was like a good... It was a good new origin for him. And it was a good... And his personality, it was interesting. It was new. He was just... He was just it made up, sense. Yeah, he was an upbeat kid who... He, I liked his... I liked his sarcasm. He likes Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. I li- yeah, exactly. I liked, he, I liked how fresh and original he felt. Not just another, oh, you're going to be Spider-Man, kidding. He's just like, what? Why me? And you know what I mean? It's just that plain guy who could be anyone. And that was the message of the film. But what they did with it is that they made Miles his own person. And and I feel like that made the point better. Because, you know, this is nothing like Peter Parker. He's an artist. He's not a photographer. He doesn't... He's not smart. Yeah. He's not intelligent. (laughs) And he's the... He's... And then at the end of it, right? He says... uh, Miles Morales... He mirrors that universe's Peter Parker, mm-hmm. Blondie Parker. Yeah. And he does he does that move where he's going around the and fan, thing, and then he slides, and then he slides, slides and he sticks onto it, and then he's like, yeah. And then you get that sticks little, on the ceiling, and Bam. then you get that little jab between Gwen, between Peter B. Parker and Gwen, where he's like, did you teach? Did I teach him that? He's like, I didn't teach him that, and you definitely didn't teach him that. And it's like, not only, like he's taking the lessons from them. But then he's also taking the stuff he's learned by himself. And but not, it's not only his own style to it. Like he, there's if you watch it side by side, which I did, it's basically the same. Like what he did and what Spider Man did. Oh yeah, no, I watched uh, uh, what uh, Blondie Spider did. Yeah, I know, I know this because it, that's what, I feel like many touches like that are the reasons that it yeah. was Academy Award winner. Oh yeah, did you hear that Dragon Prince won an Academy Award? Yeah, you told me when we. When oh we yeah, I'm very proud. Uh, uh, proud. Um, what we do? The show has been uh, confirmed for. Let's see. Uh, four more seasons. They're telling the entire story, the entire Fuck saga. Me. Yeah, man. In three seasons, and it's a very slow build. It's got. I, I. We said this earlier as well, but the same guy who plays the Dragon Prince plays soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I know, dude. I've I've been watching that show since it came out. Of course yeah, I you. Know. I remember you called me up one time. It's like, hey, bro, I'm gonna be an Ill- animator. No, uh, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Right. I don't want to be an animator. I would like to. I have been thinking about you know the project I've been working on for a couple of years. 
Which one? You know, uh, the uh, the one that I've worked on with you. The Nephilim one. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about, in late cases, I've actually been thinking yeah, about... We can talk about it here, it's fine. Oh, okay, okay. I've actually been thinking about pitching it as an animated series. Uh, okay. Yeah. That would... Yeah, it would work a lot better with animated I always series. thought it would as well. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to learn illustration. Yeah. To, like, draw it, draw it, and I'm doing my practices as much as I can. I'm not... I used to do them every day, but now I'm, like... Uh, slowing down a bit because I've been doing other stuff. And I feel like if I had a season by season thing, then I could get a lot more stuff. I could have more. I feel yeah. like for the story overall, it'd be better. I mean, the okay. So, what you could do is you could pitch it, mm-hmm. and they'll find me an animator. You you find you an animator, but you would need someone else to be the showrunner. I would want to be showrunner, and to be you could no. They would need like a more experienced. Oh. The studio would automatically take. We would need a more experienced writer, and you would get an EP seat. What's an EP seat? Executive producer. So, like, you are the or creative director. Or okay, one. cool. I'm fine with that. As long as they tell the vision, like, how I want it. That's all I care about. But that's a risk that you have to take. Yeah, I don't want them changing the story and the core messages. <laughs> but then the thing, but the thing is, like, I, since you brought me on as a writer for it, it's changed a lot <clears throat> from what it originally was. And I think we both agree that it's it's changed for the better. Yeah, slightly. Kind of like we've been bouncing ideas off of yeah, each other. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I have been making a guide sheet and I will send it to hmm. you. I I did realise a few things about what uh, about Ben's goal in the series and Stacey's... Uh, ben is the protagonist. Uh, yeah. And, ben, um, I have been thinking about changing his actual name. Secondary protagonist and love interest. Yeah. That's spoilers. Not love interest for a good... Uh, yeah, love interest, I guess. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Basically, here's the thing. I have been thinking about changing Ben's first name for one reason. Turn towards the mic. I have been thinking about changing Ben's first name. Yeah, uh, keep that. For one reason and one reason only. I feel like Ben is a bit of a plain name, first name for a main character. Yeah, but that's arbitrary. I know, I know, I know. I know. I was thinking about making it, making it sound more... I actually was thinking of a new name. There's Azazel. I've been looking up old demon names and angel names. Yeah, but then that's kind of... Like then you look at like supernatural. Yeah. It's Sam and Dean. Yeah. Sam is like such a like generic. It's name. a generic name, and then it built like the fact that he's just a generic. It's like James Bond. James Bond is the originally was just a bland name, that the person who's reading it can f- put themselves in the story for. That was the original author's intent. Oh, okay. But then it became like its own thing. Oh yeah. Like how Sam and Dean is its own thing. I've also been defining their personalities a bit more. Okay, that's good. Yeah, basically, what how I'm uh, what, what you call it? I have been thinking about a lot of stuff recently. I've thought about their goals, and I realise Stacy's goal needs to go. She can't just be this person who just goes through life just chopping things up. That's not very interesting. I realise. Yeah, it's indicative of depression. Yeah. actually. Oh yeah, that's actually what I was going with her. Ah, sweet. The, yeah. See, this is why uh, this is why we write stories together. Yeah, we're pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my idea for a girl. Okay. She wants to be the head of Gatesman. Which is, are we gonna like disclose the whole thing, or are we just? Oh, gonna... I think yeah. No, no, no we're, we're talk about. We're, we're... Okay, okay. Um, we'll talk about this later. Well, but it's like got. Okay, so if you guys are interested in this, we can do like. Maybe we can set up a Patreon or something. But yeah. it's the, the idea that heaven exists, hell exists, demons exist, angels exist, and the only one that can what? stop an all-out war. Hold one. on, hold on. <laughs> what would happen? If the co- and so this is the concept. What would happen if there you could travel between the realms? 
and there, and then get, and then there was like um, borders and people uh, migrate illegally and cause trouble. So like a demon could migrate illegally, but so could an angel. What and then what governing overseer, what body would make sure that these people are held accountable and that the people who do migrate legally obey the law, make sure they don't fuck up with humans, no possessions, no no even like even the good sides of it where you would change somebody's mood, that should that should be illegal because it's an ethical boundary. Yeah. Like, what governing body would I mean, be over really that? Someone... Who guards the gates between heaven and hell? Hmm. The gatesman. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be fair, speaking of about that, that should fully be, that should probably be the series name, shouldn't it be? Gatesman. I mean, because if we make it the series name, then it's like the focus of it. Oh, yeah, I don't really... I want to keep the focus on the main character. Yeah, it's just like I mean, he is so. Part... We had like Rise of the Nephilim because because uh, the protagonist is a Nephilim, yeah. which was kind of like, like I told you when you pitched it. It was like it's kind of on the nose, but I get it. Yeah. Or it's like, and then like we, and then like we play in the idea of sins and stuff yeah. like that. So oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I've actually came up with the most perfect way for Ben and the first. I've actually came up with the arc where we introduce. We're not going to get into major spoilers, could, but they have just, no context for this. Okay, let's just say well, I, f- I found out the uh, the perfect arc for Ben Ben that meets P. Let's just call him P. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, big dude, golden suit. Golden suit of armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically, I thought about that thing. In the first bit, I would like Ben. How about to get... a nightclub? Huh? How about in a nightclub? I mean, we can delve into that. I mean, the demon nightclubs it'd be cool. I'm not gonna. I like. I like the exploring versions as well. But here's my how I see it going down. Yeah. At the beginning, B is gonna uh, Ben is gonna get beaten to absolute shell of, and this is all coming from his pride. <laughs> This is all going to come okay. from his pride. Now, the reason that at the end of it, end of it, pride's just like, haha, you can't beat me. And he falls pride into destroying his own goddamn stuff because he wasn't able to see more of his pride. He was able to bit this is a, a self-learning mm. thing. If you let your pride get the best of you, you have no self-control. I feel like the the father figure should do that instead. Wouldn't make sense. Yeah, like um, Ben gets beaten the shit out of by the... Because you, you said his name already, so I'm just mm. going to say it. Pride. P, I said P. No, you said it after. Oh, my bad. You said uh, beating the shit out of by Pride. And then he's like... The, the father figure comes along and he can and he causes Pride to beat the shit out of his own stuff mm. and destroy it, which is like an essence of Pride because greed goes into Pride in some ways. And so like the belonging of the stuff makes you feel angry and then stuff like that which if the character so pride is a sin and through enacting the through enacting his primary emotion which is his sin he get uh, they get more powerful because they're focusing on their primary goal for example if uh, greed is a sin the more uh, he's enacting and moving towards his greediness the more he he becomes powerful and becoming a true icon figure of that so if pride is stuck if a I, character just... start causes the sin to feel less of that. If they start feeling sorrow or wrath or mm. any of the other sins, then they de facto become slightly less powerful. Though they are like OP because they are the embodiments of a sin. Hmm. No. I've also realised one important thing. Yeah. I feel like what I've been going on with my wine is that 
I make a plot and then make ca my characters make decisions through the plot. When how I like starting it off now is I leave a character and then he has to, then a problem that will deeply affect him will come up, but then the rest of the story will be solely based on his decisions and yeah. how he deals with that problem. And the decisions have to be like accurate. Yeah, like he has to be he has to be continuing with his thing. It has yeah. to be it has to be consistent. That's the thing. You can't just you can't just put a lead field what a Game of Thrones did for shock value. I'm sorry, but you can't where you can't spend seven seasons building up dragons and then they don't do shit. It's just oh, it's like the eagles in game uh, in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but those they are still dumb. all their problems. Yeah, they, they, can we just admit it would be much easier for fantasy stories if they just admit. Hey, if they just said, well, at the beginning of the, their story starts, this is set during, like, let's assume 1500, so everyone is naturally a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, mm. that would make more sense. Right, why don't we take the eagle, Gandalf? Because, Frodo, this is for your character development. <laughs> well, or, or just, like, if they had, the writers had a reason to not use the eagles. I could easily make a reason for them not using the weasels. They get eagles. tired. That's not even it. Here's one. Uh, there was an attack for the win, like a week before, and they got and most of the eagles got injured, so they can't really use any. That's why they come into the final battle later because or, they healed. That would make way more sense. Or there's a treaty that you don't go to Mordor with the eagles. Yeah, or, there you go. Or like the uh, or like Sauron in his big ass tower. Would I blast think, them shit out of the sky. Would be able to see them. And just shoot a giant laser out of their Exactly. Face. That's uh, that's what I that's mean. That's why I mean it makes sense why you go by ground because you're ha you're a small cell of people and you're hard to find. Not to mention you're literally little people. That's why they have, they chose specifically hobbits. Oh yeah, because they're great thieves. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. They go into it about. There's the, the, oh there's a version of the Hobbit which is like four hours long. It was a fan mm. edit, mm. and they remove all the stuff that's not in the books. And they and they uh, talk about like hobbits make excellent thieves. They're nice. naturally light on their feet. Nice, it's yeah, true. But you know what? Oh, I had a point going here. But yeah, I think that just raises a question. Writers assume writers don't don't care to give more context into their thing because they think oh, if the audience is so smart, yeah, they would guess it. So they have to make head well, the, there is the suspension of disbelief, but you have to account for it sometimes. Yeah. So like I like I'm a computer scientist. So in CS, there's this thing called the rubber ducky method, where it was brought up by a computer scientist. I forgot his name. Where he had a little rubber ducky on his desk, and he would ask, and he would have the rubber ducky ask him questions about the code, so that he could debug it. Are you running out of time? Oh yeah, dude. Oh okay. Um, but like writers don't have that method. They have the suspension of disbelief. So maybe like merging the two would be able to like. <coughs> You create ask, a more believable universe. Yeah. Ask, have the duck ask the questions that your audience will. By the way, speaking of which, I have been thinking about certain design elements. Okay. What armour should look ancient? Why? Well, demon armour. I think it should look kind of wooden and ancient. Maybe ash. How do I say this? Maybe kind of like rock, if that makes sense. Kind of rocky. Well, I just okay. like the idea of the fact that their that their armor is obviously only forged in hell. So that's me hundreds of years old. Kind of gives an aesthetic. Well, wouldn't there be new armor which is also forged in hell? So like a way we could change it was like the sins have classic armor which is arcane, hmm. uh, which is like old, and that makes sense that they're old because and they look like shit because they have runes carved into them, which make them look a specific way. 
Uh, and like you can't replace the runes and you can't replace the armor so then uh, they look old and like that but then the newer uh, demons would be limited by one the natural resources that they have there and what they can get uh, brought in over so that, like demons might have technology that humans have but it would be like import there would be an import tax to it oh yeah I sorry I forgot to say something what? there is actually a big design change I want to make to one character which one I realised something about Ben's design yeah a normal black leather jacket isn't very uh, appealing. yes I've realised this so that I came up I actually came up with an idea for uh, a design for his jacket what? it's kind of hard to explain. imagine it's still a brown leather jacket but I changed the colour to brown just to kind of make it stand out more but it has these it has a symbol pattern so it's like they go up here like this and they lead Still a zip in the middle, but it, it, it's high enough to describe. So Baku goes uniform. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> it's not. There's not an X or anything. It's. I, I'll send you the drawing I made when I get armor. Oh, I should okay. it, It's just the way I can describe it is that there's a bit where it's like this, and it goes up, and there's so the, a bit where it's like there's a triangle here, and it's like it's kind so of kind of like the Wonder Woman logo. No, no, I will W's. Kind of, yeah, but it's on a jacket. Pretty yeah. Cool. I was also thinking. Tell me a good Are or you, bad idea. Yeah. Red rings, it might be too on the nose, it was just an idea. Yeah. Rings stitched on his back. Yeah, that's a bit odd. Okay, cool. I just thought it'd be cool for design purposes. I mean, uh... Like, I'm proud of who I am. It would make sense that he would have a um, a patch on his uh, on his shoulder mm. or a patch on his arm, which identified him with Gatesman. Oh, actually, actually... There's because like, he's technically an asset. Actually, I already have this thing that I should have told you years ago. What? Uh, this is actually one of my first ideas. Every Gatesman agent... Has a tattoo. That's it's not really a tattoo. It's more like a branding. They brand you with it. It stops you from being possessed. It's like, yeah, it, it stops. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it make sense for that to be a sigil? What's a sigil? A sigil is a, something that you carve and you can wear. So like, uh, it's like they're like runes. I just like the idea of most of the main characters object. having tattoos in different places of their body depending on the personality. Like Ben's would obviously be his shoulder. Ooh. Yeah, but magic exists in this universe, so you could take that idea, and they could like have runes or like sigils written into their skin or tattooed on, which would give shot. them powers. Okay, that's not. But I actually don't mind. Aug that. Like augmenters or. Like oh, okay. Like I've actually been thinking about a lot about augmenters within Gatesman agents. Yeah, because like it would add more of a power scale as well. Yes. Oh, and and you could have a thing where they have like uh, mana packs, where like you bite into it or you crush a mana pack. And then it refills you, hmm. and that's part, uh, and that's like part of your kit. So like that goes into like one of the uh, one of hmm. the uh, the pockets in the belt. And or, it would help like, with Ben's personality as well because he could be asked, "Why don't you take one?" I mean, you know, yeah, you, you you're already powerful. Imagine he goes, "I don't need to use someone else's things. I'm powerful by myself. I reject this." <laughs> yeah, but then that's a stupid idea because like, if Ben is taking that idea, like, why doesn't he? If it would just make him better at his job. So like maybe we do his it. Pride. His pride. His pride, but Ben is not pride. Uh, is not pride. He's, yeah, but he is prideful. Yeah, he's prideful, but then it's like he would. I think we need to write in a thing where it's like Ben can't have these manner things just hmm. because like they're typically human oh, and yeah, then okay. Ben is not human. Or we make a rule where Ben, like, uh, you know Astrips and Oblix, mm. where Oblix is not allowed to have any of the potion mm. because he fell in when he was a kid and he's too powerful and he's too strong. So maybe we make it a thing where Gatesman artificially says, you can't have it. 
because uh, you because like <laughs> no, no 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 like not because he will die because like you're not allowed to it because like Ben in the in the story he's an asset yeah. of the so in the same way like in Van Helsing uh Van Hels um Helsing in Helsing the Alucard is an asset so they limit his blood consumption. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So Ben is an asset of the of corporation. He's an orphan. He's like raised by the, a, a character in the in the. He's raised by the father figure, but he works for Gatesman as an asset, and he's technically like he's like a stapler in a way. Yeah. Like it belong. He belongs to the company because they. Uh, they own because his basically, I can't really go into it, but because Spoilers. and so. Because they own him, they wouldn't want him to become overpowered and run away. Hmm. And then that becomes the whole thing with Stacy with being his bodyguard and stuff like yeah. that to keep an eye on him and make oh, sure. Oh, yeah, speaking of that, I actually came off a plot line that would perfectly put, fit into that. Right. How do you feel like this is a double layer? Okay. Dupe tells her, hey, if he, if, listen, we don't really trust Marcus anymore. So, Why are you whispering? Oh, no, 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 I'm just doing my impression of him. Okay. Let me finish. We don't really trust them all anymore. So here, we're putting you on, I'm putting you on this team. I want you to report back everything they tell you. And if it ever looks like he's about to run away, you cut him down there. And this is actually a really big thing because later in the series, that all of Gatesman is going to come after him. Yeah. Oh, right, spoilers. Uh, when something, something happens and they... <laughs> oh. You said it already. Can we edit that bit out? I, I'm against editing shit, man. Uh, okay, basically, when something happens, she's gonna have to choose, and she's just like. We could do a thing where, like, both two, uh, where Toupee and the other guy both approach her, like one after another. It's like, okay, so like you're gonna have to work for me, right? We're together on this, and maybe they bribe her or something. And she says, okay, okay, and then they bri- and, like she doesn't say anything. It's like, but uh, she doesn't say anything, and they say that's good. Don't say anything, and in and like um. Uh, perjure yourself, like bliss. Uh, and then they put like money in her pocket or something, and then the other one comes up after and does the same thing. And she's just like playing both sides. Well, uh, it's almost four thirty. Yeah. What the hell is that error code? I have no idea. My box suspended very soon due to inactivity. Don't suspend my computer. No. Oh, I, well, this has been. Uh, yeah. How long did we get? Oh, about an hour and thirty minutes, I'd say. It's an hour one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Just all time slows when you're talking to today, me. Apparently. Yeah. Well, today. No, no. Today was fun, and I would love to come back and do this. Yeah, again. it was pretty fun. We can talk about other stuff as well, but, um, but yeah, if you guys uh, enjoyed this, check out. Some other episodes and whatever other episode Josh shows up in. I will be back for a lot um, more. What, like any Insta or Twitter you want to plug? Any socials? I'm fine at the moment. I have been thinking that actually I do want to talk to you about something after this. It's uh, it's uh, for an exciting new opportunity. Ah, brand new opportunity. Yeah, to... you got to get those opportunities. He's selling me a timeshare. Uh, but uh, you don't want to plug any social media. Mm. Really? No, I'm good at the moment, Bob. Well, okay. Um, you I, guys... will ha- I will be posting social media soon, but that is for, uh, I guess, check out my social story submission on readsy.com. It's called The Burden you... I Bear by J.B. Hart. Okay, and you... All right, fine. Um, check me out at Squeak Creel on Twitter and what the Squeak on Instagram. Uh, until next time, I'll see... I'm Alex Edwards, this has been Josh Hart, and we've been Monsters to Men. Laters! Bye.